Welcome to the Lost to Limitless cast, hosted by Jack Wilson and Blair Johnston. We want to bring you the very best information within health and fitness that we possibly can to leave you limitless physically, mentally and emotionally. So before we get started, we want to ask one thing. If you enjoy what you hear today, can you please share this with family, friends, social media so that we can help more people? Thank you. How are we? Hope we are all good. Welcome to episode five, am I right in saying? Episode yep. five of the Lost to Limitless cast. Today we're going to talk about getting ready for summer and sort of some basic uh, principles that you guys might need to know um, when it comes to getting in shape, getting ready for summer, getting confident, getting beach body ready um, for summer for the reason of we're now into April, so we now know folk will starting to be one, if you've not already, but booking summer holidays or booking holidays for sort of September, October time and just really sort of thinking about getting ready and getting in shape and feeling better about yourselves. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think, you know, me and Jack kind of spoke about this the other day when we were kind of planning today's, um, today's episode and one of the big questions was like, what... You know, we've the past four episodes have been tremendous, and you know we've received some amazing feedback from them already. But what we are really focused on is making sure that we keep this podcast as as relevant as we possibly can to you, the listener, um, at this moment in time, and potentially thoughts and um, feelings and um, situations you might be moving through as the year goes on. So, um, you know, at, right now it's going to make absolutely no sense for us to start talking about Christmas. You know what I mean? Because summer's just about covering. So that's why we were like, okay, well, what's going to be people's biggest challenges right now? And that may be potentially be getting into better shape for summer and kind of getting that summer body. I put in kind of quotation marks there because that's totally something that is dependent on you. Um, and we really just want to cover what you need to prioritize, what you need to focus on, like where your focus actually needs to lie compared to probably where you think it needs to lie. And then ultimately understanding can be the biggest barriers because, you know, I think Jack will agree that a lot of people, in fact, I would say 80% of the people that we come into contact with when it comes to getting ready for summer, getting into that, that, you know, that summer body will all encounter the same issues. You know, they'll all, they'll all get the same barriers, you know? Yeah, definitely. Again, that's the thing. We just want to make sure that you guys understand that these problems will occur and it's about us hopefully making you guys aware of it before it happens but also like like we said just trying to be relative to the time of the year to what you guys are thinking what you guys are possibly looking to do next um, and again in this in this case it's probably getting in shape and again when we say getting in shape that doesn't always necessarily mean physically it might be emotionally mentally um, or all three but just naturally bettering yourself from where you are currently to then where it is that you're going on holiday. Again, whether it's wanna be literally have um, a leaner physique, have abs that you've never had before, or literally just to feel com comfortable and confident in a pair of shorts and a swimsuit and a bikini, or just naturally wear colorful clothes rather than wearing the black that you normally always wear, whatever it may be. But it's just about helping you guys understand getting in shape for summer. And as Blair said, just the sort of things that we think you guys need to focus on. So we're kind of going to break this up into around 
sort of three main areas. Um, so we're going to we're going to talk briefly on nutrition today. We're going to talk on training and therefore lifestyling where your focus needs to lie within each factor of that. So Jack, if we start off at nutrition, like I said, we're not going to go, to, we could go, you know, we could set a, an episode in itself in each one of those areas, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to give you what you need to know right now so you can again go away and implement this moving into the next couple of months. So if we start at nutrition, where do they need to focus on? Well, for me personally, I think most of our listeners now will know and most of the world nowadays will know with everything that's out there, um, you'll, you'll need a calorie deficit to start. So we're not going to go into that in terms of detail. Yes, you need a calorie deficit in order to lose fat, but what we want to focus on is now, if let's say you've got that in check and you roughly know that's what you need to do, is then look at things that's going to help you, one, stay on track, see it out for longer than what you normally do. But for me, one of the, the most important things you can do is definitely just have that sort of balance Nothing that's too extreme, nothing that's going to be too restrictive, um, something that's going to give you the balance that, realistically, you know that you want, but you're just not sure how to get it, because you've always maybe done something that's very extreme, something that's very restrictive, because the chances are, when we do something so restrictive, we take all the things away that we enjoy, whether that's carbohydrates, whether that's alcohol, whether that's your favourite foods, it's something that's going to be very, very restrictive. And it's just for me, one of the one of the key things is always balance. I know that Blair will probably agree. It's one thing us as coaches in our own personal coaching programmes, we'll always try and deliver that sort of balance. We never want someone to feel like they cannot see this out after two weeks, four weeks, or maybe even four to five months. Yeah, 100%. I think sustainability is one of the most undervalued um, points when it comes to your nutrition and your diet. If you are... Going into, um, you know, uh, a nutrition, so like, like Jack said, you know, you know, if you're going to want to lose some body fat, you're not going to get away from it. You need to be in a calorie deficit. But if you're going to go on the extreme, i.e. like, you know, what we tend to see with a lot of females is like 1,200 cal. you know, it's got to be 1,200 calories or for a lot of males, it's got to be, you know, 1,400, 1,500 calories. And if you're planning on doing that for the next three, four months, well, I can guarantee after two months or after six weeks, you're going to sack off, you know, because it's too restricting. And if you cannot see it for the long run or see how this methodology that you choose, whether that be, you know, because there's so many different ways. People will go lower carbohydrate. People will go lower fat. There's no right or wrong way to be fair to create a deficit, um, which I think you you know if you're listening you might actually find that come as a bit of a shock because a lot of coaches in the industry will pick one or the other and they'll drive that down your throat until you can't breathe but the reality is, is if you choose to go low fat if you choose to go low carbohydrate um you know whatever methodology you choose it's got to be something that suits your life for the long run because what is then going to happen is that you're going to get into this this cycle every single year where you diet down you get a good, you get in good shape, and you've probably already done this before. You get in fantastic shape for summer, and then guess what happens? Everything goes out the fucking window, and then you go back to square one, and then guess what? It comes January, March, February, March, April time the following year, and you're in the exact same position you were the previous year. So you have to now, you know, my biggest advice right now when it comes to your nutrition is focus on creating a deficit. Secondly, focus on feeding yourself with high quality food. 
you know, food, you know, and when people say this, this is, I, don't, I don't know about yourself, Jack, but people can sometimes get confused as to what, what do they mean by high quality food? It's like, I want you to stop thinking that, that everything has to be in the small print here. You know what high quality food is. If I say to you, go and fill up your shopping basket right now, if you go to Tesco's, go to Morrison's, whatever big chain supermarkets around you, and put good quality food in your basket, you're going to spend most of your time down the fruit and veg aisle. You're going to spend most of your time down the meat aisle and, you know, some of the dairy food, lean dairy, sorry, like lower fat dairy stuff. You know what high quality food is. That is what we want to prioritize in our diet. This is just going to fuel you on a much better um, level as a whole. And if we marry the two of them together, you're going to find this um, this summer diet so much easier to obtain and sustain. But coming back to what Jack was saying, I want you to understand that I'm saying the majority of your diet. Because if you start cancelling foods out, you're putting a big fucking red button there ready to smash it, you know? Yeah, it won't take you long before you do. No, not at all. So that's the thing, like, when it's so easy to follow something that, that you know is definitely going to work compared to something that you might be a little bit on edge or on the fence about working because you've never actually done it before. And like Blair said, the chances are you as a listener will have dieted well before, whether it's with another coach, whether it's another trainer, or you've done an online diet or it's Slimming World or something that you have done, it will have worked. So you know that that works. But realistically, you've got to ask yourself, has it actually worked? Because why are we now in the same position to go and then start that process again? So what we want to try and do is try and get you guys to realise there is other ways. And as Blair says, there's more than one way to skin a cat. It doesn't always have to be the same way that you've always done. So yeah, for me, definitely one of the things is definitely balance. And it's, again, you'll probably use this as well, Blair, but that's sort of 80 to 20, 20% rule. 80% of your calories on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, depending on whether we look at calories daily or look at calories weekly it's all going to work out the same. We're going to come from good quality, nutrient-dense foods, i.e. what Blair just said. Like, realistically, yeah, you might ask that, but just think of that. So uh, what's going to give me the most nutrients? What's going to give me the best quality of food? And then that other 20% can come from what, what you would naturally be thinking of, again, in quotations, poorer quality foods. Yeah. Bad foods, as some folk would label. But for me personally, there's no such thing as good or bad foods, there is foods that are better for you, there is foods that are worse for you from a sort of health perspective or a calorie perspective but most importantly it's still having that balance between the 80% of the time you're on you're on the ball and you're doing you're doing the sort of good quality nutrient dense foods over the 20% of enjoyment, that enjoyment that freedom, that flexibility that allows you to still be able to eat the foods you enjoy still being able to socialise, still being able to not look like oh, there's Blair on a diet all the time, there's Jack on a diet all the time. That yeah. 20% of those foods allow you actually to, let's say, fit in. Yeah. One of, one of the biggest barriers that we kind of see, um, and we've kind of covered it already a little bit with nutrition, is that people will start feeling like they can't have certain foods, that they have to cancel certain foods out because it's quote-unquote bad. What myself and Jack probably spend a lot of our time doing with a lot of clients who come on board to begin is re-establishing the relationship with food. 
because right now, if even if you're listening to this, you will be thinking that there's good foods out there and bad foods out there. And this is the reality of our society. We are so quick to label things. We want to fucking label things. So when it comes to food, is it good or bad for you? No, no, no. Food is food. Some food has more is more nutrient dense. Some food is less nutrient dense. Some food is high in calories. Some food is lower in calories. Everything serves a purpose. You know, if your appetite is zero, right? If you've got zero appetite, but you need to get calories in, then jumping on something like a Snickers bar is going to be probably the best type of thing for you right now, you know? However, if, you're, if your diet is very, very unhealthy, then you need to be prioritizing nutrient-dense foods, you know? So everything has a purpose. Everything has a place and can be used like that. So let's stop labeling foods good nor bad. And let's just start looking at what foods, what they are actually for. And in understanding what is it that I need. And the majority of people need to start consuming higher quality foods. So let's stop labeling things good or bad because nothing is off the table. But you need to start asking yourself and to get over this, over that barrier. You need to start asking yourself this question. What do I need to consume more of? Because yeah, that is going to help you so yeah, what, yeah, and then in the other one, yeah, of course, yeah, what do I need to consume less of? Because one is going to ultimately, if consumed so much, the lower, the lower quality food is going to leave you feeling lower quality. Your energy, your, 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 you know, your energy on a daily basis, your sleep, your, your movement, everything, it's going to start pulling away from that. If you have higher quality food, it's going to have that higher quality benefit. Your energy is going to be better, your sleep, your mood, everything that comes off the back of that. So, the biggest barrier that I see is so many people labeling foods good nor bad. There's nothing off the cards here. You just have to know what you need. And that tends to come from your coach telling you. So for you going into summer now, the, the, the chances are you're going to have to start consuming a lot higher quality foods. You're going to feel better off of the back of that. You're going to have more energy. Okay. Which means you're going to wake up. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. It's going to be easier to get to the gym to train, which in turn does what? stands you in a much higher chance of getting better results. Jack, what would you say is kind of one of the other bigger barriers that you see with nutrition? Yeah, just sort of before going that, just quickly, just exactly that, is like what I was trying to explain there as well, is, is when you think about if you now eat better quality foods, more nutrient-dense foods, the chances are they're lower in calorie, which means in order to hit the same amount of calories, you're actually going to have to eat more, which is why the whole thing of when sometimes we'll get clients and they'll then actually ha have that realisation of, wait a minute, I'm now eating more food than what I was previously, but I'm now dropping body fat. I'm now feeling more confident. I've now got more energy. And as Blair said, I'm now sleeping better. I'm now performing better at work. I've now got better moods on a daily basis. It's not that he or she's now eating more calories or just physically eating more food for the reason of, if you were to fill 2,000 calories worth of poorer quality foods or more, more sort of higher calorie, less nutrient-dense nutrient foods over then higher, lower calorie, more nutrient dense foods you're gonna to have to have a you're gonna have way more food to consume for the same 2000 calories yeah. and let's be honest it's the same number again an analogy i always use for clients is the whole question of what's heavier a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers and mm -hmm. it sort of gets it gets people thinking of wait a minute they'll usually tend to go towards the feathers but ultimately it's not they're both a ton mm -hmm. however and if you were to fill a room of a ton of bricks you'd have way less bricks than what you would feathers. Yep. Right? Because the feathers are less, you need a lot more volume to get to that ton. 
And that's what we try to, that's for us is what we're trying to teach you here is how can you eat more feathers and eat less bricks? Yeah. <laughs> Not literally. But yeah, yeah, don't chew a brick like. <laughs> but with regards to sort of one of the biggest problems, and it's something what Blair was saying there, but it's just definitely extreme. Um, just going that real extreme and not realising that when you start something, if one of your first thought processes is to look at your calendar and go, right, how long have I got to go? Yeah. Or when do I get a day off? For me personally, that is one of the sort of biggest main issues I see when it comes to people achieving that sort of dream, that sort of dream result, that dream body, that dream sort of goal. Because ultimately, you should not be looking at your first thought process should not be when they get a day off. For the reason of you should be able to do something for at least a minimum, I usually try and gauge roughly, anywhere between sort of four to six months. It should be able to, again, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Nothing should be easy because it's something you've never done before. But something should be slightly easier to follow and fit into your lifestyle rather than going sort of cold turkey. And again, if any of you guys have ever done, let's say if you ever smoked or you ever drank, you try to sort of give these things up, Realistically, you say, right, I'm going to go off alcohol for the next two months. The chances are, because you just go so cold turkey, you go from out almost every weekend, let's say, or having a glass of wine most weekends to absolutely nothing. It hits you like a ton of bricks. It hits you like a train. So it's understanding that it doesn't have to be that extreme. Yeah. Make it a little bit more flexible. Make it a little bit more that sort of balance side of it. Have that sort of 80-20 rule something that you know well, I could sustain this and again back to what Blair said that's sustainability could I sustain this for four to six months and if you know after week one or week two you genuinely could then that's a great starting point and you're probably in a good place yeah totally so can you moving on to you tra- like, moving on to training um, because this is another area that we see so many different you know um, modalities of it and get used and again Coming back to what I was saying about nutrition earlier, training is exactly the same. There's no right or wrong way. Look, at the end of the day, if you want to hold on to muscle mass, you're going to have to strength chain. But if you choose to follow a bodybuilding style plan, if you choose to follow a CrossFit style plan, a powerlifting style plan, if you want to label it in any way, shape or form, we just need to move resistance. Okay, we need to lift weights up, put them back down in some way, shape or form. And we're going to help maintain the muscle mass that we've got. Training and your training must be progressive, okay? So if you are starting out on a new training plan, the reality is in six to eight weeks' time, you should not be lifting the same loads that you started in week one. We have to look at trying to progress your training in some way, shape, or form. So whether we're trying to add some loads to the bar or to to whatever exercise that you're doing in small increments, that is a one way of progressing it. We could look at increasing the number of sets that you do. That's another way to progress. Or you could simply just increase the number of reps that you do. That is another way to progress. So we can use these. And these are forms that myself and Jack will use with our own clients. You know, uh, very, very small, simple ways to progress training week on week. A really easy way to do this is get yourself a logbook. So a little A4 or A5 diary write down each training session and for each set of each exercise write down the weight that you used and the number of reps that you got so that when you go to do that same session next week you can look back at it you can see what you've achieved and you can better it in some way shape or form so that may be adding two and a half kilos to your squat that may be instead of doing three sets of squats you're doing four or it could be a case of 
if you only got nine reps on the first set of squats last week, you're going to aim for 10 this week. Each way is a small, simple progression for you to progressively overload. This is what this is called. Um, your training program. And this way, we're going to be doing more each week. So we then are going to force the body to then adapt to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, it's like that. It's like so many folk underestimate the power of that. Mm. Power of an extra half a kilo each side of a bar, the extra, the power of an extra repetition on each set or the, the addition of an extra set. Even something simple like having less rest. If normally you actually time your rest and let's say you're maybe taking two to three minutes, just for example, could you now just do two minutes flat? Mm. Or again, if we're now just could actually... That weight's getting a little bit easier, but now could actually control it a little bit more. Am I maybe doing it a little bit fast? Just something so very simple. And again, it's that, how do we create more intensity with that one said exercise or that one said session? Or again, that one said program. But yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and again, it's probably mixing, I think, with the way we're going to do this, it is probably going to mix in between. That's one of the main common problems we both probably both see is not logging what you're doing. Just oh. not, having, not having a clue what you're doing and again imagine you guys went into a dentist and you were getting work done imagine they had no idea what they were actually going to go and do to you mm. they were just going to randomly walk in and go right i'm going to take that teeth out i'm going to turn that one yellow that one white give you a brace on that tooth but not that tooth you would you would be like well wait a minute here you don't have a plan on what, yeah. what can be done off of what we've just said or you've not got any previous notes that i've yeah so think about that are you walking in blind to your training program? Because you think, like, if, if you're someone maybe goes to classes, spin class, circuit class, you know that that person's got a class planned out, or at least you like you like to think they have. <laughs> you're going yeah. to then get a session done. So you know, right, well, I'm going into the class today. I've got 45 minutes worth of spin class. You know that's that ticked off. But are you then walking in blind to your own your own weight training sessions, your own your own sessions? Are you, are you now just walking in blind and just... That's free, so I'm going to go into that. But I don't really know what I did last week because I didn't really track it. Worst case scenario, put it on your phone, send it to a friend. Yeah. Watch it, done leg curl at 25 kilos. I did this, then just send it to a friend. Or yeah, it in your notes. Yeah. Somewhere that that way then, personally, um, it's good obviously to physically write it down or have a section on your phone where you just literally write it down. But the more that you log, the easier it's going to be. Yeah, another analogy actually I used, I used a lot for that, I used to use a lot as well was I used, to, I used to use this analogy for when it comes to tracking your food using like my fitness power stuff. Um, and again, same thing for like tracking your training. It's like you wouldn't put a blindfold on to go out and run because you don't see where you're going. No. So why are we not doing, why are we putting a blindfold on when it comes to nutrition? Like with th this fear of, and again, I know I'm kind of jumping back into nutrition now, but I feel it's important. But like, why do we feel like it's this, uh, you know, it can sometimes get this like mad concept when it comes to tracking your calories that you're, you're too um, obsessive over what you're eating. It's like, no, like if you're trying to drop body fat and you're trying to lose weight, then what you're putting in your body via your mouth is important. And you need to know. And you need to know, just like you need to know what you're kind of putting out with your training and understanding where that's going. So Tracking your calories and tracking your training is going to give you more control and more understanding. What gets measured gets managed. And another, again, another, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, Jack, another massive misconception when it comes to training is that more is better. So what we see with nutrition is that less is better. 
but when it comes to training, it's more is better. And it's actually kind of the polar opposite is the way we need to start thinking. You know, it's not to eat more and more and more food, but more quality food. Um, and when it comes to your training, it's like, no, don't just go to the gym seven days a week because you're going to burn out. Like the one of the most, again, another one of the biggest underrated things that you can do is rest. So that you can go into the gym with full charge of batteries, ready to go and give it 100%. Yeah, focused and ready to go. Yeah, you can get, like, myself and Jack can, can testament to this. We've got many clients that will, you know, um, agree with this, that they have got amazing results from going to the gym three times a week. But they do it fucking consistently. They do it for the next 16 to 20 weeks, of the, you know, and that is why they get great results. Not because they go to the gym five days for two weeks and then sack it off after that. No, it's because they go to the gym three times a week, they progressively overload their training, each week and they track what's coming in, in nutrition yeah definitely and as well on top of that it sort of leads on nicely as well is like if you're someone who's maybe never been to the gym before and you're maybe just a little bit anxious and nervous because of your confidence levels let's just look at some form of movement any form of movement yeah okay as Blair says like if you really want to chase that dream physique and physically tone up the body and change how it looks you are going to need some some form of load and some form of resistance but that doesn't mean that you cannot get good results with just walking a little bit more. Looking at your daily step count. Like literally most of us now will have an iPhone or a Samsung or some form of Android phone that will literally track your steps or literally you can jump on Amazon now and probably get a, a cheap sort of Fitbit for 20, 30 quid that tracks your steps on a daily basis. Chances are you might be doing, again, if you're an office worker or you sort of maybe travel a lot sitting down in uh, the car or whatever, Chances are you might be doing anywhere between three to 6,000 steps a day on average. Just add an extra 2,000 onto that. Just see what happens for the first few weeks. Look at maybe movement that you might enjoy. You might enjoy swimming. You maybe not been there before or not been there in a long time. Maybe just go, go to the local swimming pool and try a few lengths. Some form of movement and exercise is going to be better than nothing. But most importantly, you have to enjoy what, what you're doing. Part of, the bit, part of the big sort of thing that we see as well is folk do something because they feel like they have to do it and it becomes a chore so if you know that if your thing is right well i know i need to go to the gym well not really you don't have to go to the gym if that's not really your thing just yet do you maybe prefer swimming do you maybe prefer dance do you maybe prefer yoga do you maybe prefer going out a run or going out a hike is that if that's your thing look at other ways of exercise and yeah. um, because like i say it's got Part of, the, part of the parcel, and again, if we're trying to get you guys to do it for, any, like, like Blair said, 16 to 20 weeks, four to six months, you're going to have to enjoy some of it. You're yeah, going to have yeah. to look forward to, cool, yeah, I can't wait to go to the gym tomorrow to do that session. I can't wait to get in the swimming pool to do 20 lines tomorrow. I can't wait to get out the weekend and do a hike. Yeah. You've got to be looking forward to something. And again, that goes across all three sort of pillars we're going to talk about today, nutrition, exercise, training, movement, and lifestyle, you've, you've got to look forward to part of it. Yeah. Because from a mindset point of view, if you don't enjoy it, realistically, the chances of success are very slim. Yeah. And the chances of seeing that out, regardless of what it is, is going to be slim. And again, you know that yourself, like if you ever had conversations with yourself or other people that don't enjoy something, you'll be the first person to tell them, let's try and change it. Mm-hmm. You've also got... Sorry, man. When you go... No, I think you've also got to like, you know, coming off the back of what you're saying there, mate, is like, you know, for you listening, if you if you're kind of touching base with what Jack's saying, maybe you don't like the gym and 
you're not there, you're not at that moment yet, that is absolutely okay. But make sure you manage your expectations, okay? Because something that we, again, see a lot when it comes to transformation, because this is kind of what we're talking about, kind of transforming our body for summer so we can transform our confidence and our self-belief and how we feel within ourselves, right? But you have to manage your expectation. You cannot expect yourself to have an end result of, a, you know, a, a ripped-toned physique when you haven't went in and lifted weights. Now, I'm not saying that not going in and lifting weights is what you need to do, because if you need, if, if it's not where you are right now, then getting out and getting walking or going hikes or going running is absolutely perfect. But make sure that your expectations match your actions. Because when we have a gap between what we do and our expectations, you will then at the end be met with unhappiness of what you've done. You will not be happy, nor... Um, Will you be proud of your actions? Because what you expected to get was completely different or needed a different process from what you were doing. So make sure that your result that you have in your mind and where you want to be is in alignment with the actions and processes that you're willing to take. Because if they're not, then you're ultimately going to be left feeling a little bit unhappy at the end because there was a miss, you know, things were misconstrued things were mis you know misinterpreted so make sure that we manage those expectations well otherwise you will be left feeling shit yeah or deflated like deflated yeah yeah because again that is the thing like you'll expect x or y but maybe not realizing if i'm not doing a certain specific type of movement it's not going to get me to there yeah. yes you are going to drop body fat you're going to lose lose weight you're going to lose inches you're going to look better and feel better, but possibly not to what you thought you were going to look because possibly if you're not, and again, like Blair said at the very, very start, the training section is we need, in order to really adapt and change the body, we need to give it some form of resistance. Mm -hmm. And the chances are that, that that best resistance is going to come from weight training mm -hmm. and it's slowly progressively overloading that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to, you're not going to do, you know, you're not going to spend most of your time doing running to improve your 100 metre swim time. You know what I mean? Like you got to spend time in the pool to do that. You can't you can't expect to break a world record by doing all the running and no swimming. You know, so it, it, just to try and put that in perspective of your expectation there. You know, um, but yeah, when it just you know to kind of round up training as a whole, don't be don't think that more is better. Consistency and progressive training is the best thing that you can do to achieve that physique. And like Jack said, it has to be something that you will enjoy, right? So, you know, that, and by, by progressive training, I know I was talking about sets and reps. This could just be a case of running that little bit more if it's running that you're choosing, you know, running for a little bit longer or trying to be run a little bit faster, um, depending on the runs that you do. But you have to enjoy it. But also be wise enough to know that you're not going to enjoy every single moment of it. No. Because it has to be fucking hard. You're crazy. Not easy. Yeah, don't expect it to be easy. You're creating change. It's going to be difficult. You're doing things to challenge your body and change it. That's not simple, you know? It's not simple at all. So don't expect it to be easy. And if you stop and you, you know, you question everything that you're doing, every time it gets fucking hard, you won't achieve anything. You won't ever achieve that transformation that you want. If you're questioning it or stopping or, Reevaluating constantly everything when things get hard because you're not enjoying it or because you're struggling with the process a little bit 
that struggle and that uncomfortable feeling is exactly what we kind of need to chase in order to get our body to adapt. Yeah, because it's the same sort of thing of if you want to get somewhere or get something that you've never been before or never had before, you are going to have to, and it's so cliche, but you are going to have to do things that you've never done before. It's so true, man. So if you if you want that dream physique, you want nice toned abs or nice toned bum or nice toned legs or whatever it is, and you've never maybe really resistance trained or weight trained, then the chances are you're going to have to do some part of it or some things that you've never done before. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you will not enjoy it. No. It just means it's probably going to make you feel a bit uncomfortable because you've never done it before. You might be a little bit anxious, you might be a little bit nervous. You might think that, am I doing it right in the gym? Is everyone looking at me? I'm not really sure. But once you really get into it, the chances are you then start to see the body starting to change alongside your nutrition and stuff like that. You then start to fall into that sort of slight enjoyment part of it. Yeah, it's hard at the time. Might be a little bit of a tough session, maybe a little bit of a push, but like Blair said, it's sometimes these things are the things we need to do in order to get to where it is we want to be. Required to kind of unlock that next part, you know? <clears throat> so when we kind of move on to lifestyle, man, where, where are we at with that? When we talk about lifestyle, what do you mean so that the listeners know? So sort of lifestyle, what what we sort of going to try and get you guys thinking about and sort of things I've got here is just sort of like your, like your natural lifestyle day-to-day living, whether that's structure, whether that's planning, whether that's social life, whether that's sort of eating out, drinking out, just sort of your lifestyle as a whole, just looking at like taking control of that and how to possibly just think about different things and how to slowly adjust some things that's going to help help sort of point one and point two, help your nutrition, help your training, help your results as a whole. Again, whether that's getting in shape, gaining more confidence, just feeling better within your T-shirt, your swimsuit, whatever it may be. And again, we're still trying to keep us towards that sort of summer, that summertime. But ultimately, that's what we mean as a whole of what we want you guys to think of, lifestyle as a whole. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the, the biggest things we've got to look at, and I can, you know, if we kind of tackle routine to begin with, you know, so over the next couple of months, if you're trying to get into shape for summer, maybe you already have some of the routines in place. Maybe you, maybe you do train three times a week. Great. Make sure you maintain that and just adjust training like we spoke about. Maybe you need to have slightly better routines when it comes to nutrition. Are you having to, do we need to plan out what you're having on a daily basis? Do you, you know, do you have time to plan it every single day? If not, then maybe you should start planning it for the week. You know, maybe utilize a Sunday to plan out the week's worth of food that you're going to consume because we know for a fact that it's not just, you know, people who are single and live alone that listen to this podcast who only have themselves to worry about. Maybe you've got your partner, maybe you've got your, you know, your partner and your kids to worry about and, and think about, you know, so we've got so many different things going on here. So when it comes to your nutrition, plan ahead whether that's planning the day before for the next game day, whether that's planning on a Sunday for the rest of the week about knowing what you're going to eat and what you're going to consume is going to make your tracking ability for your nutrition much easier to sustain and maintain. And then the same goes for your training, you know, on this routine base, plan out when you're going to go to the gym. You know, when you have things written down, it's so much easier to adapt and change a plan when shit goes wrong than it is to try and change it in your head because you're just going to be stressed. And stress means that you're looking through things as if you're trying to look through fucking mud. It's not going to work. So write it down and it's so much easier to adjust and change. 
So routine is going to be one of the first things that you want to tackle when we're talking about this lifestyle. One that is going to be sustainable for the next six months that looks past summer. You know, if you're thinking about summer and getting ready for summer, you need to be thinking about October, not just June and July. You know, because if you can think that you can still do this in October, you're on the right fucking path. Yeah, definitely. And again, that comes down to knowing what it is that you want and knowing what it is that where you're actually going. But as Blair said, you think about, again, like, if you're going to work tomorrow and you know what your, what your to-do list is and what sort of things you've got to do, it makes it so much easier. Rather than going in tomorrow going, right, what, I, what have I got to do today? And then trying to work out what it is you've got to do. So again, like that, one of the biggest things you can do is just sort of plan ahead, plan out your day, plan out your week. And again, fit you into that diary and then fit everyone else into that diary after you've put yourself in. So whether it's going to be a night, like Monday night and Wednesday night, you're going to prepare two or three days worth of food. Or as Blair says, actually, the night before, you're going to set an alarm on your phone at half past eight, nine o'clock at night, and you're going to literally put in the next day's food in your MyFitnessPal. Or it's putting in like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 a.m., 9 a.m. and then at 11 a.m. you're going to go and train so nobody else gets in that slot. But also then just book some time off, like still within that sort of routine scheduling. Book time off, book time you're going to spend it with your partner, spend it with friends, spend it with family, spend it on your own. Maybe if you like to go out hikes on your own, put that in your diary. Like, for example, for us, for this podcast, every single week we block off every Wednesday between 1 and 3 p.m. unless we need to adjust it. But it's in there every week, so we now know nobody else gets in that slot. But that just now knows that every week before we start the week, we know that podcast getting recorded on that day. Exactly. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be on that Wednesday between one and three, but ultimately it might not, so we just adjust that. But just having that sort of plan and structure to then really know, right, cool, because then it's, then it's looking after that whole lifestyle as a whole. And again, you're taking into consideration you, your training, your lifestyle, your nutrition, and it's trying to then make that work as a whole. Yeah. Again, one of the next things that you need to take into consideration is like, look, you're going to try and get summer ready, right? You're going to try and get into the best shape you can for summer, whether you've got a holiday at the end of July, start of August, maybe you've even got a holiday in June, okay? There's still time to get into the best shape you possibly can. That's what we've got to remember. You're trying to get into the best shape you possibly can. Don't put an end date on it, you know? Like, just because your holiday's in June, that doesn't mean that there's no point in fucking starting because you know, you've only got eight to 10 weeks. Like so much can happen then. That's why I'm saying aim for October and you can get into the best shape for whenever you go away. But you're going to come up against a few things right now, okay? So summer starts coming in, the weather gets better, it gets warmer, friends, family, barbecues happen, days out, beer gardens happen, all this sort of stuff, you know? And how do we manage to balance all of this while trying to lose body fat, train, and get into the best shape of your life. That sounds like two polar opposite things. The reality is, it is, you know, because one tends to be quite calorie laden and one tends to be more, I'm going to use the word restrictive here for the purpose of trying to make this explainable. It's not, it shouldn't be restrictive, but one is more controlled. Let's see, that's probably a better word, controlled. One is a bit more calorie laden. A couple of tactics that you can use for this you've got a barbecue or a beer garden day out whatever it is uh, on a saturday you can then look at banking calories saving calories 
from the week prior, the week running up to that. So for instance, I've, you know, if I've got a client and they've got a, a day out on the Saturday, I'll be like, okay, it's Monday. We're gonna we're gonna look at kind of holding back around 150 to maybe 250, depending on what your calorie intake is, because 250 might be a huge portion of that. For some people, it might be a, a lower portion. So I give a range anywhere from 150 to 250 calories per day. By the time it comes to Friday, they've saved anywhere from 700 to, to 1,000 calories, and they've got that in their back pocket. In fact, it could be 750 to um, to 1,250 calories, actually, um, is what they can have in their, in their bank. You know, if we think about this like money, like saving money, in their bank to then go and enjoy the day. Now, I tell them to go out. I tell them to enjoy their day. I tell them to obviously be, be mindful but enjoy their time. Don't worry about it. Just if you want to have that drink, have it, but be mindful, you know? Um, and what we do is this is just like what I tend to call damage limitation, you know, so that you can go, you can enjoy it. And the best thing you can do is don't guilt yourself into doing shit ton of fucking cardio the next day and week. Don't guilt yourself into being super restrictive on your food the next day and week. Just on the Sunday, wake up and get back to business. Not back on the wagon, not back on it, because that affairs that we're being on or off and we're not all or nothing, we're fluid. Just get back to business. Just like you get back to work on a Monday after having the weekend off. You're not suddenly unemployed and unemployed again. You know, you're just getting back. You're just going back to work. So same thing. You wake up on the Sunday after that night, get back to work, back to the normal um, parameters that you have for your nutrition and planning and, and go from there. And that's going to be one of the best ways in which you can manage social occasions with getting ready for summer yeah definitely and i do definitely agree and again it's probably something that you guys may be thinking hmm i've never heard that before like how does that work but it's just exactly what blair said you're just sort of saving and then in, in that example that blair gave you're saving 750 to 1250 calories and let's say just for example your daily intakes let's say it's 2000 so it's going to make my mass a lot easier yeah <laughs> you're normally 2000 on a daily basis on that saturday you still got your 2000 calories but now you've saved 750 that now becomes 2750 or in that other case you've maybe saved 1250 you've now got 3250 to have on that saturday which is going to probably have a breakfast in there you might skip lunch so you can have a bigger dinner if you know you're maybe going to barbecue or yeah. you're going to have a little bit more pints you're going to have a little bit more drinks or cocktails. You think like that 2,000, again, I'm only using this as an example, but that 2,750 calories or the 3,250 calories can go a hell of a long way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, okay, you might think, God, but I need to suffer Monday to Friday. That's part and parcel of life. Life isn't life isn't linear. Life isn't simple. Can't but, have cake and eat it. No, but this is how we're trying to get you to have your cake and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is but the best way we can do it. This is still us trying to, as we just said there, we are... You can't have your cake and eat it, but this is us trying to show you how to possibly have your cake and eat it. And as Blair says, that sort of damage limitation, like it's sort of one of the easiest ways. But the thing is, if you know that in advance, like even two weeks in advance, just like we're saying there, just plan it in. Right, well, I know I'm going away. I've got a 30th birthday party on Saturday night, which is two weeks' time. Right, well, I know that come that start of that week, I'll maybe just save some calories. So on the Saturday night, I know I've got extra calories to have a bit of the buffet, to have a few drinks, to have a few pints or whatever it is. Or that way, then the more planned and the more scheduled you're trying to make your life, it's not trying to turn you into a robot. It's just trying to do something that you probably do on a daily basis with either your kids, 
mm-hmm. or your partner or your work, but you just don't do it with yourself. Yeah, 100%. You just don't do it with yourself because chances are you plan out your kids' week. Right, I know the kids have got football after school on a Monday, then they've got this, then they've got that. Yeah, or my partner's got this or my partner's got that. Or I know my mum's here and my dad's there. And But the thing is, we do not do it for ourselves. We do not actually plan our health and our sort of fitness and lifestyle into our diaries and go, right, cool, here's here's where things need to be. Here's where I need to be. Here's what I need to do. Yeah, totally. And I think as well, it's like it comes back to it. It's like what you said there, like, oh, I'm going to have to suffer Monday to Friday. And it's like, yeah, your planning change. You want this, you know? If you want to feel better in yourself and you want to change your body, understand that, yeah, you're going to have, there's going to be some form of suffering. But the reality is, in life, there's some suffering that's absolutely fucking worth it. Absolutely worth it. And I'm going to put this out there just because it's been something that's happened in my life recently. But any females listening who's had kids, you'll understand. There's some major suffering that you go through, but it's all fucking worth it. You know? So understand that, yes, you will have to suffer to get things. But that does not mean it's not worth it. Yeah, and again, you you put that trade off. You miss your snack at night time, Monday to Friday, because you know that you want to go out at the weekend and enjoy yourself. But in the end up, because the way we're teaching you that, rather than still having your snack Monday to Friday, still going out on the Saturday night and enjoying yourself, making yourself feel worse on the Sunday, actually in four to five to six months' time, you feel the best you've ever felt. You're the leanest you've ever been. You're the smallest you've ever been in terms of clothes-wise. You're the most confident. You've got the most energy. Your mood's the highest you've ever been. You've probably had the most compliments from friends and family. Your maybe work is now taking a massive, massive leap in the right direction because you're now more focused across every aspect of life. What's more important, that snack at the end of every, the end of every night and enjoying your Saturday night or suffering a little bit Monday to Friday to still enjoy your Saturday night, have your cake and somehow eat it, mm-hmm. but still feeling the best you've ever felt come the end of it. Because, yeah, totally, man, 100%. And what happens from the back of that is that you understand that actually that not that suffering of not having a snack turns into not suffering because you realise what it's for yeah. and then you don't suffer anymore. Because yeah, you understand not, why you do it. Yeah, because you're not waking up lethargic anymore. You're not waking up yeah, you know conscious you anymore. You're not waking up with low self-belief or low self-confidence or not really sure what each day, what each day's purpose is. Whereas now we do. 100%. So if we had to kind of say, would there be anything else? You know, I think we've we've covered those facts pretty well, mate. But would there be anything else you'd want to add into, into that for anyone? I don't really think so. I'm just looking at my notes here. I wouldn't really say no. Um, the, the one thing I would say, um, and this isn't just because both myself and Jack are coaches. Um, I mean you could get a coach, you could get uh, an accountability coach, it could be your fucking best friend, it could be your mum, your dad, your brother, your sister, your partner, whoever. Get accountable to someone. Don't get accountable to yourself. We always want to say be accountable to yourself and that's great, but you're not, you need to be accountable to someone who's going to hold you to a higher standard than you currently hold yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you're going to allow yourself away with fucking murder. And I tell you this because I've done it. I've been there. I I put myself to the and Jack's been the same. You know I me. Mean? That's why I mean Jack. You know, we agree on so much because we've been through very very similar stories. But we've 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 dieted to the extreme. We've also probably coached ourselves at some points while dieting to the extreme as well. And you you kind of it's, it's okay. I can get away with that. 
no like when we start allowing when we start getting complacent we start opening up the doorway to those bad habits coming back in and those you know those um that suffering begins to stay right but when we get ourselves accountable to someone else whether it is getting a coach whether it is just staying accountable to your friend your partner whoever get accountable to someone who's going to hold you to a higher standard and at this point as well this is something that i see that's super important when they hold you to the higher standard that you've asked them to do not get pissed off and annoyed when they tell you something that you don't want to hear because it is from the ability of holding you to a higher standard you know don't get annoyed when someone tells you the harsh truth that you need to step up a little bit more if you want to get something because they're holding you to the standards you asked them to 100% again it goes back to that sort of thing I know that every listener here will have probably done this once in a lifetime you've went to the gym at 6am on Monday you've went to the gym at 6am on Wednesday sorry and then that Friday's came you know it's the end of the week you've had a tough week at work and you wake up the alarm goes off at 10 past 5 or half past 5 and you just hit snooze and you turn it off and you just tell yourself I can't be bothered today a wee extra hour in my bed will make me make me a lot better I'll go after work. After work comes, you don't go. However, you go to the gym on Monday morning with your friend at 6am and you tell them, I'll meet you there at 6am, we'll do X session, you're there. Wednesday comes, same thing. Friday comes and the exact same process happens. You want to just hit snooze, you want to get an extra hour in bed and try and tell yourself it's good, but because you know the accountability of that person is going to be standing there in the car park or at the front door or still walking on the treadmill, warming up, waiting on you, for you to text them and say, yeah, I'm just going to stay in bed this morning. The chances are that'll never, ever happen, or it'll happen once in a blue moon, because that accountability of you knowing you've got to go there, because it's holding you to that higher standard. Yeah. Like what I was saying. It's like, wait a minute, I know I can't let Blair down, because I'm meeting Blair at 6am tomorrow morning. Even though tonight, on a Thursday night, I'm absolutely shattered. I've not went to bed on time. I've had a tough week. I don't want to let him down. And yeah. guess what? Blair's probably going to do the same to me because Blair yeah. doesn't want to let me down. Yeah, I was just going to say that, man. The, the, the feeling is, is like, don't beat yourself up for you feeling that way because I guarantee whoever you are training with or coupled with feels the exact same way. But that's the power of accountability. That's the power of turning up for someone else as well. And then again, down the line, what comes is you build this innate ability to be able to turn up for yourself even when you feel that way. But sometimes we need someone else to be there to be accountable to. So when it comes to this full thing, nutrition, training, lifestyle, get accountable to someone in order to make it happen. You know? Jack, what's your 1% for this week, mate? For me, 1% genuinely. Um, I know I mentioned it in there. Probably I would say whatever you're doing, Still make sure it's going to fit into your lifestyle that you can see you're doing it. Going to you're going to do it long term, and you're going to enjoy somewhat some part of it. Like you should not be thinking every day is death row, every day is a jail sentence. You need to enjoy some part of it. And like we said, it's it's not going to be a case of you're going to wake up and smell the daisies every morning. That's going to be it's going to be great because somebody's going to wake up. You're going to be sore from a session. You're going to be tired. You're going to be grumpy because calories are maybe a little bit lower than what they normally are. But it's not about that. It's about just seeing beyond that. And actually, as a whole, am I actually enjoying this process? Yeah. Because I'm now doing it. I'm now in my third month compared to before. 
you're lucky if I got to my third week or, or my third day. So for me, try and fit some form of enjoyment in it, whether it's lifestyle, training, or nutrition. 100%. What would you say yours is? To take away from all of that, plan now. Like, plan now and act now is the biggest thing. And I, I say this because I have been majorly guilty of this in the past. Where we plan something out because we are all as humans fucking fantastic planners, but we're not very good action takers. Nope. Okay. So we spoke a lot about planning your nutrition, planning your training, planning your lifestyle so that this fits in. And like coming off of the back of what Jack's saying, making sure it's sustainable, making sure you're going to enjoy it, making sure you can see yourself doing this for the long run is super important. I want you to do all of that. I want you to plan it all out. But then I want you to start taking action off the back of it. Doesn't matter if you're starting on a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday. You don't have to wait. You're, we have labelled days, right? Like I'm taking this all the way back to where before there was a fucking clock, right? There was no such thing as time. There was no such thing as days of the week. We labelled them to give us structure for planning, right? But yet now suddenly... We use them as like set dates. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, I planned it out. So I'm going to start it on Monday. No, start it now. Because I guarantee when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to feel night and day better for it. So plan it out and take action today. Yeah, Even definitely. You know, because definitely. if you don't, you will, you, will, you will spin your wheels and the likelihood is it'll get put off to the fall on Monday, fall on Monday. You're going to land yourself in June or July and you're going to be like, fuck. That's it. You're just going to be like, fuck. Yeah, because that's it. You just said we're so good at talking a good game or planning a good game, but actually then taking the action and doing the steps we need to. Um, so, yeah, those are sort of two takeaway points for today. Okay. One, make sure you've got some form of enjoyment and sustainability in it. And two, plan and take action. Like, everything we've just spoke about is nearly, what, probably an hour's, maybe 50 minutes worth there. Um, there's lots to take away. Hopefully this hits home at a right time. Like I say, we've got, what, the 6th of April? Um, she roughly got, as Blair says, maybe eight to ten weeks before you maybe hit June, middle of June, and the kids stop for, for summer. And as always, any questions, anything you want, you guys want answered, anything you want us to share or adapt on in another podcast or naturally to you individually, drop us a message. Both messages, DMs are always open. Yeah, and a quick note. Um, next week we plan on getting our episode in. Jack is um, luckily enough getting to go off to some amazing sunshine, but he's not sure if his internet connection will be there. So next week there will be an episode. It will either be a sensational episode that we have planned. Um, we were talking about this last night, uh, yesterday. Sorry, when we're pro planning out episode five today. Um, but actually we've planned out episode six already. Both of us know it's going to be an absolutely sensational episode already. Um, but it'll either be episode six with the both of us or episode six might just be a little one of a short one of me rambling. So there's something still going out. So don't worry. You will still hear for either one of us or both of us next week. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, we seriously hope you enjoyed that today. Um, we did. And uh, yeah, we will catch up with you next week. Cheers team.